drivers? Women drivers? Women drivers? Women drivers? Welcome to another episode of Best of Worst of British. I am Mr. Thomas William Hodkinson. I've just burnt my tongue. Um, my name is Michael Bell. It's a very um, hot coffee I'm drinking. This is Lorcan Mullen. And we're here for another episode of the podcast which looks at the absolute worst examples of British cinema. We have many, many episodes potentially to come in oh, the research yeah. we've done. This really is a subject that is both a gold mine and a minefield. And there are several genres of film that the British particularly excel in terrible movies, and this is one of maybe the most infamous genres that we're about to dive headfirst into. So, from Hammer Productions, the creative genius is behind the Frankenstein, Dracula and Mummy series comes the truly blood-curdling On The Buses. This was like the spin-off of the popular TV sitcom, and that was... Popular, in air quotes. <laughs> no, no popular, air quotes, it was legit popular. Of viewers. This is It's like back Millions. in those days, we only had two channels. This was watched by 27 million people. <laughs> yeah, they, it was popular almost by default, I think. When I was mentioning this this podcast idea to friends and fa- well, family more than anything, uncles, aunts, dad... Mom, and when I mentioned on the buses, it, it had a, a wide range of reactions. Uh, <laughs> eye rolls, tuts, <laughs> horror that I would even suggest this is a bad British movie. Oh, I had that at work as well when I was telling some of the older clients out. Um, yeah, they would love that. Anyway, this is part of the raft of 70s sitcom movies. On the buses centers around the central characters of Stan and Jack. A cheeky chappy bus driver and his rather saucy ticket inspector. They're not cheeky, they're not chappies, they're not saucy. Oh, these, oh, these are perverse. Full on perverse. These yeah. are dirty old men in the crazy. <laughs> to uh, prove this point, here we go, I'm going to have a little game here. How long until we saw the first bit of sexual behaviour or sexual behaviour? Uh, 16 seconds. I think it was even quicker than that. It was quicker than that. Eight. Three seconds in, if you take away the king. <laughs> And it is a blonde uh, in a short skirt doing something with the buses and the lads are having a look. She's changing the numbers. Now, I my knowledge of buses are that that was always an internal job that did not require actual pushing from outside, but maybe they, no one had ever told this woman before. <laughs> it was her first day. <laughs> it might have been. I think there were many first days. There were not that many second days when they realised the, the environment that they were going to be in. What are their names again, actually? I need to write this down. Stan and Jack. Stan is the young... Well, not the Stan young. is the, the main bus driver, played by Rage Varner. Mm. And Jack, yeah, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's the uh, the ticket inspector. Jack the Lad, the I think he would the like clipper. to consider himself. Stan the man, Jack the Lad, you know the whole thing. This was, this was back in the days when they seemed to think that ride, driving a bus was a two-man operation. I'm not one for Thatcherites, <laughs> whinging cuts and everything, but I don't know that necessarily. <laughs> he had a job for life back in those days. <laughs> he started on that bus at age 16. <laughs> 
straight out of it. Were either of you guys aware of on the buses before yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I knew time. of it. Yeah. How how aware? What, what did you know of it? It was for me. My experience of on the buses as the TV show was always it was on in the background in like my grandparents' house where they've just put on ITV three in like the middle of the afternoon. So it just plays dully in the background, and I just tended to ignore it because I looked at it and was going, ah, old, and move on. <laughs> old is funny. Yeah, no, I uh, really like old comedies, so it came up in that. I like old comedies. Old comedies. Old. Did I like you a lot of old comedies. And I had you watched that, it in the past? I watched so. it when I was a kid, sort of like 12, 11 and stuff, when I was sort of, you know, finding Morecambe and Wise and old old bits and bobs like that that cropped up and all that some, yeah, some, some, when I was 12 some things know. hold up better yeah, it, than it was there you know? like, I was aware of it I remember actually weirdest memories like we had the TV Times annual and there was like a, a feature of where are they now and one of them oh, was uh, Olive where's Olive now from oh, on the okay. bus so I just remember <laughs> reading about it through that and I like I knew that there was a character in it called Blake. You went, you about that? Yeah. I was aware of that, like maybe through comedians referencing it or something. And like I recognised Blakey from two things. He was in Last of the Summer Wine. Uh, as oh, was it? ironically, yeah, he was yeah. called Smiler, uh, like a, <laughs> a, a, a very miserable man who <laughs> um, who Hilda Ogden is it Hilda Ogden? What's the name of the woman that's always been like sexually harassed in that show as well? Oh, that's like, pretty much most of the women. Yeah, though, yeah, 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 and she liked him. So, like the the, the I don't know. It's, it's, that's the summer wine is a <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bizarre beast. Uh, yeah, it, there was never a film of that actually. It went for twenty-seven years or yeah, whatever. Films take a long time to film. There's a good chance they'll die. But they lasted. That was what was so crazy about Last of the Summer Wine. It was about old people, and it lasted longer than any other show I ever. Had, I thought it had a fairly revolving cast. Yeah, the the, the, the guy yeah, from it was like the skins for old people. <laughs> oh, Cassie! <laughs> I would run away to New York with you. Hey, oh. I found this ketamine in the back garden. Let's have a play. Hey, let's go down bathtub and then do some drum and bass. <laughs> do some drum do and bass. Some <laughs> I'm not in with that crowd, Michael. Look at Which me. one? The last of the summer wine crowd or the drum and bass crowd? Which one do you think you'd be more at home with? Probably last of the summer wine. I'm sure so, they've got some words in their so yeah, I, pinch. I knew him from last of the summer wine and I also knew him from the Alexi Sales show. Where oh. he played Alexi, like Alexi Sales played this really bad comedian who like was like the 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 interval entertainment, who had a catchphrase that no one knew the reply to. He would go, "Ow, you diddling," and and uh, Blakey played his gag writer. He said, "They're supposed to say we diddling fine." But they don't know they've got to say that. So, Note that down for the next gig. So, yeah. so I was aware of Blakey, but I'd never... And I was aware that On the Buses was seen as like a relic from the old days. But it wasn't until watching... Like, li, like it was a parody of itself. You'd think, like, if, if Harry was and Phil... No, but, like, if, if Paul Whitehouse were to play a, a, an exaggerated character, it would be Jack. He wouldn't have to change anything about Jack. He wouldn't have to put like he wouldn't have to put on more ridiculous dentures. He wouldn't have to more have a more ridiculous wig. His accent wouldn't have to be more silly. His behaviour wouldn't have to be yeah, more. Yeah, the Jack character did look like someone who had some convictions for mm. some sort of assault, sexual problem. Well, there, there is a um, <laughs> the first case of being a girl being molested is one minute thirty two in. Just, and this, yes, is, and just this is a different girl. This is a different girl. The first one was just looking up the skirt. This is a full molestation in one I, I, minute. Which Blakey calls them out on. Yeah, Blakey is a hero oh, yeah, yeah. for the whole we'll, film. We'll, we'll get to all of this. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, but wasn't Blake Ears in Heidi High? Wasn't it? Was he in Heidi? He High? was. Because I, I remember, he was I remember high. Heidi High and the carry a bit of the Carry On films. I, I think he did. It's that, I think it's that, it's that it, era. Did he anyway. not play like a caretaker role in it? I. It's very long time but since I watched Heidi. I have more vivid memories of a lower low than Heidi High. But but if, I'm with you on that. But if you haven't seen it, it's that genre. It's, <laughs> it's on the bus. The genre of greeting films. sitcoms. <laughs> Heidi High, hello, hello. How are you doing? Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. What's the story? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not doing Minnie the Moocher with you. Not oh, you should. Uh, the, the Australian spin-off, g'day, g'day. <laughs> anyway, together, Stan and Jack flirt outrageously towards any and all women. Much Is it flirting, though? <laughs> they're trying to in their mind's eye like, it's playful flirting but, but Tom yeah. what do you expect they're just cheeky young lads what are you expecting cheeky chappies yeah they do this all to the behest of their superior Blakey basically a man who's designed to look like the Hitler of buses yeah, like he has the Hitler moustache <laughs> exactly I like was... this look and I'm gonna go with it <laughs> it's kind of like how the alt-right guys have all got that sort of shaved at the sides more long at the top it's actually quite a good haircut and they've ruined it. <laughs> I like that haircut, but you can't, you know, you can't rock that anymore. Hitler but Blake, ruined the tash. But Blake, but Blake he's not having any of it. I'm not, I'm not going to let that Hitler take away. I'm going to have that moustache. I will have that moustache if I do so wish to have it. I'm, I'm reclaiming it. I'm reclaiming it. <laughs> the movie basically is essentially a drawn out episode of the comic series it's based upon. Jack and Stan are forced to come to terms with a changing society as the town and district bus company begins to allow female drivers Wh- women drivers to pick up some specials <laughs> during a difficult, per- difficult period I mean that's just the 70s all over isn't it it's, it's just difficult so, periods so things have to well that's happen. what's so fascinating like so much of this world like it reflects a time and it reflects a culture and it reflects a group of people that don't really get anything made for them anymore you don't see that like, when they always complain about the working class aren't represented on TV because yeah. every person who works for the BBC and whatever are all like Oxbridge educated people. Like this is not this is before the the Stephen Fry's and the and the Rowan Atkinsons turned up and and comedy had to be all not all intellectual but it was like you know like like now opposed to this the other side of this Python around at this point yeah yeah so, yeah there's. But Python was sort of the starting wave of that, but the majority yeah, of true, comedy, true. the majority of comedians <clears throat> were still of that sort of musical, I say, I say, I say. There's some cracking musical stuff, though. I mean, yeah, yeah there musical. is. There is, but this is not it. Like, <laughs> and true words have never been like one of the first, Like, one of the first jokes, and you, the thing is, like, when, we, when we're going to have to cover a lot of bad British comedies, and I actually think that's going to be very difficult for us to review in a humorous fashion. Because what's so great about watching a terrible, pretentious, serious film is that it provokes the opposite reaction, which is you to laugh at it. You do that for The Room. You do that for, you know, like our previous one, Revolver. You know, it's take us seriously. No, we're going to laugh at you. The problem with bad comedies is that, like, they're saying laugh at us. And we're like, no, we're just going to be stone-faced. We've all done gigs and, like that. I'm really depressed and, and, and unhappy. But yeah. I showed the first ten minutes of this film to quite a few different people, and they all laughed, but on a different level to what is intended from the film. When we're introduced to Blakey again in the opening credits, he's waiting at a bus stop where there's clearly not been any rain for a long time. But there is a massive puddle right next to him. Just by sheer coincidence. That's that's just throwaway comedy. That's fine. That's slipping on a banana skin. But the the dangers we've got here is we've got to remember that 
we can take the, the modern context into this and just it feels a bit uncomfortable. Well, we to me can't not because we were all born in the eighties. Yeah, but yeah, watching but... this back now with a modern sort of viewpoint, if a lot of it is quite uncomfortable. Oh, it's absolutely, horrific. absolutely. It's yeah, horrific. I mean, like I thought you said, the term "sex maniac" is uttered within the first sixty seconds of the film. However, but that's by Blakey, and Blakey is the villain. But in the context yes, of this, yes, yes. he's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like a woke social justice <laughs> yes. warrior within this world. Blakey is like, and the beautiful thing is, the only reason that these two layabouts and these two horrendous guys aren't sacked for like sexual misdemeanors and for like playing up and whatnot is because they've got no one else on. Yeah, so tightly. Str- and that's, I like, I like to imagine that's that the main plot of the film is that there's they they need drivers, any drivers. It's also a cultural document that, like, these people, not only do they have work and that, they have, like, guaranteed lunches provided for them mm. by this company, yeah. but there's a canteen. Yeah. So, as a man who's had to buy his fair share of Tesco sandwiches at work, <laughs> I would love to go back to those days. And, like, <laughs> the, like, the biggest horror of all is that there's no chips. 60 seconds it takes for sex maniac to be uttered, and within 90, they're uh, manhandling a female member of a, staff. A, a very buxom, like, very ticket buxom, girl. Yeah. <laughs> And, it's just, and also, she's enjoying. That's it. the thing. Every 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 woman is either attractive, and enjoying every moment of attention from these men. And every implication that they're they've got large uh, uh, parts of their body <laughs> that they are mating the approval of the male gaze, or, or if they've got if a woman has the audacity not to be this you know six foot blonde with massive boobs. They're like villains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're hideous. Yeah. Yeah. All the other time. And they're hideous people. And it's just... To what extent are they aware... Because they are the heroes, but is their behaviour, like, acceptable? Is the fact that they go, Women drivers! Women drivers! Women drivers! Are we meant to laugh at them? Or are we meant to go, This is right. He's, a, he's an absolute outrage that they would employ women to drive buses. I'm not sure. I think they might be a little it's bit not, in on the joke. But it's not that far but removed. Never... It's, not, it's not just a case that it's drive, women drivers. It's women just, drivers? It's, women it's, drivers? drivers. <laughs> it should be annoyed at the fact that it's just drivers in general that are taking away all the overtime. Well, imagine, imagine, imagine if it was the whole same plot, but instead of women, you had black or Asian or, or whatever. Cause <laughs> oh, God. That's no. the thing. Like, Asian the, drivers? Asian drivers? I am not doing this. <laughs> Because in, in later series, there in the TV show, there was a black uh, member of the crew. Uh, I'll give oh you a God. guess at what his name was by the rest of the team. Chalky. Chalky. God, fucking... They called so him Chalky. Jesus. There is legitimately a staff shortage. And that they need... These, like, this is exactly mm. what we're saying about, you know... This is the Brexit debate in its in its but, infancy. <laughs> I can imagine Blakey going, what we need, really, is an open-door immigration policy that will allow other people from other countries to come in and lead to a multicultural society that will be a, a betterment for the entire world. Followed by the cry of, ethnic drivers! Ethnic drivers! There's got to be a bit of tongue-in-cheek, because there's, there's not, we're not that far removed from the war here, where women were making bombs and, you know, driving tanks, and not driving tanks, but, you know... Um, we're doing manual stuff. There's got to be a bit of tongue in cheek here that they can't just drive a bus. But it's that they get away with it, though, don't they? But mm. it's it's not just that. Well, that's because they're, they're, they're the heroes of it. Supposedly. Yeah, that's the problem. You know? they that's are the problem. They are the heroes. It's bounce, mate. It's bounce. They are made to be the heroes of the entire thing, and their their actions are completely. 
Forgivable. We are witnessing sexual harassment. We are witnessing the. the well, there's a we are witnessing, the current climate. Yeah, as we are well. witnessing they the got... Me Too movement. Why it exists, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah. I mean, you could just like, as easily call yeah. Jack and Stan Weinstein and Franco dapper laughs. Or dapper. It is dapper. It is very dapper laughs. It is very dapper laughs. But to be fair, even dapper laughs doesn't. To the best of my knowledge, he's so, never like literally been grabbing women and pulling them. Uh, to, I don't so think he like heckles. He did, he did so a lot of like gigs. this set up that sort of lad culture comedy style. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the oh, real, that, was, well, that was the nineties. Well, I, I think it. sitcoms like this <laughs> led to the first wave of PC in the nineteen eighties. You know, the alternative comedy movements. Mm. And then a reaction to that led to the lad culture of the 90s, of, of FHM and fantasy football and all that kind of stuff. So, And then reaction to that has led to the Me Too <laughs> movement. And everything. So that would suggest that by the year 2030, I, I don't know what's going to be the, the case, you know. Because Twitter's obviously changed it all entirely. Like, And, and maybe yeah. there is finally an awareness that this isn't on. But like... It's such a great time capsule and an explanation of where we are. What a lot of the attitude underlying is still there. That a lot of the people that voted for Brexit were probably fans of on the buses. <laughs> no yeah, if if, if we're going to look at demographics, <laughs> you know, much as we are complaining, you know, and, and quite rightly too, a lot of this is wrong. On the opening scene, where they're they're, they're the buses there and just go around picking up passengers in the shop window, it has an advert for steak and kidney pies for nine and a half p. So you know but then, all but then, the horrendous sexism, cheap food. But it's, but it's not cheap food, really, is it? Because like they're, they're all squeezed. Like the, the work, you know, it's it's a portrayal of the working class and the realities of that life. You know, they've got to have a lodger and they're you know they're going to get a washing yeah. machine, but then they can't afford a washing machine. Oh, a big plot point in this is a washing machine. Yeah, that is <laughs> not like, that, is, that is the holy grail for this family. It's the glue. They've got to make it sorted, all right? Yeah, the, or washing machine is the glue of the film that keeps the plot together. <laughs> Anyway, as you mentioned, the opening scene is um, just after we had like the little bit of sexual assault. Oh, and that's a little bit of assault. Just a little, just a little, little, little smattering. An, an apatif. Yeah. <laughs> just a mere sort of suggestion. Um, <laughs> we then go into our title sequence, which I'll be honest with you, for the music. Catchy really? tune. It's, it's a jaunty, it's a jaunty little... That was going to be my... Uh, I was going to try and claim that as my say something nice about this film. Okay, well... we'll uh, so we might... I might yeah, have we'll, to go back not, to that. We'll, that that is musical. That's musical. That's all musical or skiffle. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little jaunty tune. But what I like is that this is against the murkiest, grey, de- drab, depressing... <laughs> so that was England in the 70s. Well, that's what it looks like, isn't it? Like, well, what, I, what I really like... It's just the... rust. The sky is rust. What are we like? Oh, there's a good song name for a band. The sky is rust. Rusty sky. The sky is rust. That's an album title. That's an album title, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a concept album, obviously. On the boss's concept album. Well, well, make it happen. If anyone here is a fan of the band Fucked Up. Their album, David Comes to Life, is a concept album about a 1970s Yorkshire miner falling in love with a political activist. Brilliant. And is being Incredible. screamed by, I am a man from Leeds! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not just how they talk in Leeds. <laughs> not half. Son the father all the way. Anyway, 
Where is this actually meant to be? Is this meant to be London or is I it like just outside in outer London. skirts, just, like just outside the M25? Home counties. Yeah, yeah, like Kent. Because there's like a that. scene later on when they're on the they're on a motorway and it says the Midlands. So. Ah, okay. Ah, but it's. I'd always it love that when you go on a, when you go on a, in a motorway and it just goes the north. Yes. <laughs> yes. It says that, that Luton's about twenty miles away. So let's say St Albans. A jaunty thing in some plays is the opening credits give us an idea of the characters and the mannerisms. First off is Stan. Well, what I also love about these opening credits is that they're doing the classic I have to stand still for an unnatural amount yes, of time. Like standing there, I'm smiling, and right. it's 20 seconds later, because I know the Is he, is he having a stroke? I he seems to be there. It's it so back. wonderfully unnatural. Like, like he, he stops and he like gets out of his... Because he goes past the, the bus, his proper bus stop to pick his mum up, who's like... 300 yards yeah, down the yeah, road. Yeah. Which I get the sense the mum could have gone there. Yes. But she knows yes. that the, this That's is exactly. like a dick so move. He plays fast and loose with the rules of actually driving the bus, which makes him such a prick. Yeah, this is our hero. He's again. A He's a cheeky chap. And then meanwhile, there's an entire queue of people the, waiting really, at the bus stop waiting to get on. He's and, like, fuck you. And they're really milking it as well. The people that are running to try and get to the bus stop, they're like, well, for some reason, they're standing still for an extended <laughs> period of time for no particular reason. Almost as if you had to read their names in a subtitle and their relationship <laughs> to the main character. And they here. still drove off before they got to the, the, the other people got I've there. Put here, clearly, we see Stan doesn't give two shits about the rules. What a total renegade he is and as someone that so. knows bus drivers in his life they get furious if you want them to stop like slightly off from the bus stop yeah you have to stop at the stop or yes. you're fucked yeah if there's a bus in front of you that's not the bus you're taking and there's the bus you want to take behind it you walk up to that bus and they're like you will not come into this bus <laughs> until it's at its appropriate stop. I don't know, maybe it's because of the behaviour of Stan. It's the yeah, Stan yeah, law. Stan, Stan <laughs> Stan's fine. There are, many, there are many Stan laws that us bust <laughs> This is Stan law 32. One must always stop. You cannot mention women's breasts. <laughs> Stan laws 2 and 3. Is that why... Counting the left and the right breasts. Is that why um, all bus drivers look miserable now? Because they, yeah. they used to have a lot of fun in the well, 70s. Well, like, they <laughs> It's yeah. basically like a, a sort of like whistleblowing documentary, really. Yeah. This was a panorama report on bus drivers. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have the clippy, I guess, is that, you know, and it seems like the clippy is like your best friend. It's like, it's... I would love a clippy now. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. I think it'd be incredibly I mean, awkward. Don't you get them with conductors anyway? You get them on the train. Occasionally. Well, no, right. To be fair, I've been using uh, central buses lately. Okay. Right and ah, you do get the occasional buses. conductor. Really? Yeah. They, they, they do, yeah on the morning place. commute, they do them like once a week just to try and catch people out. And I can that. guess one of the reasons why they have to do it, why they had it then was that there were the two entrances to the bus as well. Because you had True. that yeah. sort of open door yeah. thing. I, I think that's, it's a little bit charming. The idea of someone's going around and they're helping <laughs> they're helping older ladies off theory, and stuff like in this. In theory, you know? it could also because you know there'll be less, there might be less of a whiff of marijuana on the top deck of every <laughs> yeah. bus nowadays. A of piss that flies down. Yeah. I actually, for my birthday, this is how I roll. I took the eleven A or the eleven C bus, which is notoriously the longest bus route in Europe, and I went on the top deck. I just had a day off work, and I just took in 
the outer circle of Birmingham, and it was it was oh, quite. Okay. I was listening to some music. I wasn't just looking. I was <laughs> telling, I was getting shit done. Pressing <laughs> against the window, like, what is it all? <laughs> and it was fascinating to travel around of it all, and and kind of seeing like where these on the buses towns what they become now. <laughs> it's just everywhere's closed except for one Weatherspoons pub and a bookies and a cash converters. That's basically the the holy triangle of little you know outer towns of major cities. Yeah. Anyway, after, anyway we, after that social commentary. <laughs> after that lovely trip down memory lane. Not only have we met now Stan and Stan's mum, but we also meet his brother-in-law and sister, who I think their relationship is sort of like, if it was displayed on TV now, it'd be a spousal abuse drama on ITV. The implication seems to be that this is like some sort of arranged marriage. There has never been... There's like a, a like, weird, bitter love-hate thing going on there. It's mm. weird. And the, the, the notion that he's repulsed by the sight of her... As if he's anyone's... Frankly, out of the two of them, he's the one that's done well for himself. I'm not saying Olive is a... You know, the fact that he's living in her family's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a number of reasons. And I think he's, like, unemployed in half of the show or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, but he has a motorcycle and a sidecar, something that we just do not see nowadays. Well, that's what he got. That's what he got, to begin with. Yeah. yeah. He's rocking around town in his uh, little 2 by 2 by 2 That's the name of the thing. Mm. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> yes, shut up, Michael. Stan then drenches poor Blakey by driving through a puddle, as we mentioned. Paul paying more attention to a woman cleaning a car. A rule breaker and a pervert, Stan is oh, the total package. Yeah, That's... I forgot about that again. Yeah, he does wolf whistle a woman. And all the women in this world, the, the skirt is a belt? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's... Also, like you say, there's only two kinds of women in the show. It's either dowdy, yeah. depressing women, or it's the ones that are always up for a bit of a love. Always, yeah, always, always mum who's lovely. And it is like a it's, a, it's a very 70s idea of glam as well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just massive White boobs skirt. and legs, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, after we've met Blakey and we've met Stan and all the family, uh, we then meet Jack, nonchalantly riding the rear of the bus, looking very dour wee. and depressed. Sorry, Until... every innuendo, you've got to do a wee. <laughs> <coughs> riding the rear of the bus. Wee. Wee. <laughs> looking very dour and depressed until, you guessed it, an attractive lady hops on board. Who, uh, oh god, yeah! And she utterly the skirt shot. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And she, a pr- oh, just she's looking, yeah, yeah. she's looking at him like you better be looking at my pants. skirt. Yeah. <laughs> a dirty laugh, an upshirt, an upskirt shot, and hey presto, comedy guy. And it's like if you were to do a, again, if you were to do a parody of a gr- dirty old man, the noise and the face that he makes <laughs> is what you would do. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's, it's not even that. Friends. It's not even that. It's like <sighs> yeah, you it's like basically guttural. You won't be sitting on your own. Nowadays, nowadays you only hear that noise coming out of the bushes. I don't know what bushes you're walking past. My God. (laughs) Genuinely, last night I was walking home and I got flushed. First of all, I thought that was a, a, a dead profession. Was he, was, he in the, was he in the trench coat and everything? Profession? Is, like, is this like a hipster flashing? Is this like a hipster flashing? This was, <laughs> it was through. Uh, Did he have tattoos all over his forehead? Well, it was dark, it was nighttime, so which like, is already. Surely, if you get a flash, do it in the day. Mm. You know, no, do it in the dark, then you got something to hide it. So I was just walking through the park, because walking through the park, why not? And it's, it's about know, midnight or something. And just see, see while like, through the um, streetlight, someone's in the coat and just flashes. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? I just carried on walking. <laughs> I've got my headphones on. It's like, where, where does it lead? I don't understand the thing. Are you supposed to go, oh, have that's you, all right. Have you ever and, been you know, um, visually assaulted in a sexual manner at any point? Uh, no. 
The, the closest I got was I remember walking down Digbeth once to get to the Custer factory, and it was raining. And I was walking past, you know, where there's this, there's there's a sex shop along the way up in Digbeth. And uh, there was a man standing there, just like in an old, an old man. It was like it was a long yeah. time it closed and everything, flat cap and everything. And for and uh, it was raining, and I just heard that sort of traditional sort of like intense rain, like drops coming off of like the gutting on the top, and it's hitting the ground. And that's what mm. I thought it was until I looked at the man and realised that he had his cock out and he was pissing <laughs> just on the. And it wasn't like he turned his back to piss into the door. He was stand, like leaning against the doorway, making sure that you could all see that he. Well, was... make a show of it, but bring some drama into it. Ah, dickbutt. Yeah. I love I, I love Digworth because it's half really arty and wanky half and the rest scummy. just horrible. but the arty and wanky stuff's always to the side yeah, yeah. you've got to yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like the secret garden you've got to go like, through the scum yeah, to find yeah, the yeah. the sex shop it's such a dying business now you would think is, again is it just on the buses enthusiasts that they vote Brexit and they visit sex shops and that's how they like their Great Britain that was what made Britain well, like, great you barely see porn and news agents anymore it's a bit sad in many ways mm. it's like all the printed press is dying yeah, porn, but, porn's first to go you know? it, but porn is the most adaptable of all forms of it like they you know that a technology is going to take off when porn gets involved it was the same with videos it was the same VR, with internet yeah, VR you know true. once there's a porn industry then suddenly for some reason people get interested <laughs> not half <laughs> it's like something new comes along how can I adapt this for sex but this, this is the thing like like on the buses is kind of like a, a softcore porn I suppose like the softest of softcore it's like, um, like it's like that seaside it's like a seaside postcard sort of yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the up. level of confessions of films. but that but that brings but, me to like the next moment where the, if you wanted to just like say yeah, what, what that, happens now with Jack because yeah. I've timed yeah. it yeah go on so the lads now clock outside the home of a rather buxom madam Clearly. yeah they've, they've sped through um, they've clocked out because Jack wants to put his clock in I said clock wait <laughs> But this is what's great now. So Jack, first of all, one thing that I'm fascinated about Jack is that the women are attracted to him. Another thing I want to say about Jack's appearance. Okay, so so we're all men of a of a, of a growing vintage, you know, of, of age wise. I don't know about the two of you, but I'm starting to get some uh, grey. I'm thinning. I'm okay. not balding. I'm starting to get very silver. I'm, yeah. I'm and I've got no, I've got no problem with going grey. I actually think I've no problem with going grey. I'm not going to be like one of those like dictators. Uh, both democratically elected and otherwise that are doing ridiculous things to their hair to try and maintain some sort of uh, visage of, of youthfulness. So I'm fine with going grey. But we go grey underneath. Like, I have to pull back my brown hair to reveal the grey hair underneath. Jack seems to have grey hair on the outside and then, like, darker grey underneath. Like, where one should be greying is where he's... But Is he Benjamin Buttoning? Is that is what I'm asking? Just his head. head. Grey yeah. in reverse. But, um... But, yeah. then, but like, like you say, he then goes into sex. I have time for sex scene. But, but this sex That's scene... He has a shirt. He has his shirt, like, buttoned. Not to, the, not to the end. Like, Simon Cowell unbuttons his shirt to a longer... To a further yeah. way than the... The, the most... The, the nearest sexy element of it is the fact that he just starts slurping on her shoulder. He just bites yeah. her shoulder. That's his move. It's like... Not like kissing her or not like... The, just a, It's like... A, like, like full on trying to hoover up her shoulder blade. Yeah, yeah it's like a, someone who's, like, trying to get into a grapefruit or something like <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is the thing I think that these characters 
aren't having sex because they don't know what it is. This is what I think it's like. It's like, so, so, Stan, what did you do with that lovely Irish girl later on? <laughs> well, I went, I took her into the room and I gave her a right pinch on the arse. All right, you did. And then, and then I played on her breast like bongos for a while. <laughs> all right, all right. Then I stuck my cock in her. You fucking what? <laughs> what? Disgusting. You what? No, no. Uh, in all my days, I've never heard such a repugnant well, thing. And we, to, we both well, took I, our bits out. Well, I, what, I, I, yeah. They have bits <laughs> like us. <laughs> I did time the sex scene. So, well, Six, not sex scene, but yeah. 620, sex scene begins. Uh, lady is in uh, dressing gown and some sort of uh, negligee. He removes it his. It sounds like a police report. He, remo- <laughs> he removes his jacket. Uh, six minutes and twenty-eight seconds in, his mates in the uh, in, in the bus eating his lunch, which seems to be it's a, a prom seventies lunch as well. It's, isn't it's, it? it's a sandwich that is just a, looks like a nipple. <laughs> all right, and by six minutes, and, he looks, and it looks really sad as well. <laughs> yes. It's like I'm all alone without my friend. But my friend's away having some naughty. Yeah, I remember it's like this, this happens a co- another time, like later on into the film. He just like has this weird moment of like self-reflection. Just like in this moment, he just so it suddenly becomes like a kitchen sink drama where he's just like <laughs> it's like maybe like they say cut and he's just gone my life and then they have to quickly cut to the next like don't think about me like, you know. don't let the darkness creep in more sorted more sorted <laughs> so it's a, it's a and then by 6 minutes uh, 36 seconds so 16 seconds uh, they finish having the sex scene he's having a relax uh, his friend's still finishing the sandwich so it takes a longer sandwich. <laughs> it takes longer to eat the sandwich than Tim it takes longer well. to get it out of its tinfoil packaging <laughs> than it yes. does I've had some pretty long sandwiches in my time <laughs> yeah then though, obviously there's a mix up of the timetables and there's like a clash of buses and it's all yeah she's got like the timetables like big big bloody book of timetables in front yeah. of her like she's uh, the enthusiast of the because, buses because Blakey turns up and expects professionalism <laughs> and all of this should get them the sack many things should get them the sack yeah all of these different elements like picking up your mum from halfway down the road going in for sex and basically drenching people that's all like very much with the sack sex. Worthy. <laughs> I'm the drenched the sex. <laughs> if you've had sex the way I have <laughs> infrequently <laughs> you cut right to the heart of me bastard <laughs> anyway uh, the perverts soon find their staff kitchen closed due to shortages no chips yeah and, and this is where also this is brilliant Jack is like the union leader yeah of all the people that could possibly be, but he gets, he gets properly, pro- like properly, like yeah. We'll talk to my uni about this. Ugh. Yeah, I think he's going to be a Labour MP in the eighties <laughs> at this rate, or a Tory MP now. He's now Dennis Skinner. Well, no, I think I think this is um, again this is maybe a sign of where how Thatcherism came to be because if this is what the left wing were like in the early seventies, maybe they did need a bit of sorting out. You know? <laughs> anyway, Stan basically now has to retreat home to find his family have splashed out in a brand new washing machine. He then returns to work again to find the company have decided to employ women drivers. Women drivers. Women drivers. Much to the outrage of the mainly middle-aged or over crew. And then, 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 let's just make it clear: at some point in the film, someone does go. Women. We're not exaggerating. (laughs) At least once in the film, the reaction is women drivers. drivers. That's why we've been constantly doing. It's just. It's so ingrained in the movie it does make sense the notion of the outrage yeah, just like they can't be driving they've got 
They're over Preston it. things. They'll get in front of spill all over the wheel. <laughs> the steering wheel is far too large for their dainty little hands. But, but what I'm, uh, here's something I think we should notice on. The mainly middle-aged Rover crew. It's worth noting for all the sexcapades he gets himself into throughout the movie, Reg Varney was around 54 at the time of filming. I'm pretty sure he ages throughout the whole course of the film. At this point, we, he's about 59. <coughs> Mate, oh, we yeah. age watching the film. It's yeah. like, <laughs> took five life years off me. Is, how old do you think his character's meant to be? Is he meant to like, be 54? Because the thing about Rajvani is he does have that, like, he's like, he's like, I remember this guy I used to sit next to at Villa Park when I, I watched the villa. And he was like, he was obviously well into his 40s or 50s, but you could see that cheeky seven-year, like, he was literally still climbing over rows of chairs. So you can you're... see that in Rajvani. You could see, like, if, oh, you were to, if you were to cast someone as an older version of, like, Dennis the Menace or Roger the Dodger, so what he's who you would cast. What you're basically saying is... Let's put Reg Varney, 54 years old, in a Just he's, William film. He's supposed to be... A, yeah, like Just William a, all grown up, in theory. But he's supposed to be a bit of an old perv. That was the old expression. But is he a perv? Bit of an old perv. He's a bit of a perv. But I think... What, what I love as well, like you were mentioning about the hair. Like, Jack's hair was like grey upon grey upon grey. Reg Varney's was blacker than boot polish. Yeah, but that's because that's what's on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's boot polish is like the second layer. <laughs> so unbelievably proud of himself that he was just basically caking and using a magic marker to... But I mean, the main point is basically there's a driver shortage. They can't get any drivers. People are going off to do other work. Yep. So they need women drivers. But you know... But, uh, women drivers. Oh, women drivers. Blakey's idea, though, to introduce yeah, women. Blakey's and... the mastermind behind it all. Yeah, Blakey's a forward-thinking forward man. For too long, women have been held down by the patriarchy. <laughs> we are going to smash this system if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> Shut up, Blakey, you villain. <laughs> exactly. You Hitler. But so far, Blakey is... He basically, he's standing for equality, he's working hard, he and, he, and he stands up to their shit behaviour. Yeah, yeah, he wants them to stop sexually harassing women. <laughs> yes. And to actually do their like, job like, properly. Like in, yeah. that, in, that, in that opening bit where they're just <coughs> grabbing that buxom <clears throat> woman's tits whilst they're trying to help her with her two clips, you know. Like, Blakey behind her actually is trying to help. Like, he's yes, doing a bad yes. job of it. But at no point are his hands anywhere near anywhere that could be constituted, you know. He's, he's actually fixing the, the ticket machine to a... To Poorly, a but yeah, he's yeah. trying. <laughs> anyway, Stan and Jack soon realise that the hiring of women drivers... Women, women drivers. drivers! ...will mean a shortage of overtime and less chance of knocking off a... So is that, is that what they're outraged at? Is it more that they're losing money or is it that they're Both. women? It's That's both. the thing. Because he can't it, afford the washing it, it, machine if he doesn't yeah. get the overtime. Again, the washing machine the only is pivotal to this film. The only way he's going to get the overtime to be able to afford things like the washing machine, like the cooker, like everything else, is because he's doing the overtime. He's doing the night shifts and he's been able to... Cause... So are they sexists or are they... Both. Yeah. Because they're also harassing women on a constant daily basis. Well, this is the problem. It's the wrong type of woman as well, isn't it? Yeah. We'll, 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 not box and blocks. We'll come to this. Yeah. yeah. The first two lady drivers. What women? Women drivers. Women drivers. They're introduced, and somewhat typically, they're introduced as very dowdy and stern. But characters. how are they also introduced? The music. It's like. They're about 20 years older than all the blondes as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think one of the. It's interesting. One of them is, like, I think she's. I think the, the, the thin one. I've seen in other things. I don't know she's what I've seen her in, bits, but I think yeah. she's. I was wondering if she was the uh, the, the the woman in Hello Hello, the blonde uh, Nazi woman, but I don't think it's her. No, definitely not. But it's. it's she, you, can you see where I'm coming from? She's been in other things. Yeah, yeah. I might have to look this up later to yeah. see who it is. So she's like not 
fat or old, but she's just normal looking. I think the word to use there is stern and dowdy. Well, I think that the larger woman is stern and dowdy. She actually seems quite... She's got quite a happy face on her, and, and they just take, take all of the pleasure of life. Oh, she yeah. can't believe it. It's like, I've long wanted to have a job. I've never been a girl for, like, a, a spinster girl, as they if, said. I've wanted to make something of myself. human resources at the end of this film to be going over the events of it, it's going to end up that everyone's going to be fired. Mr. Stan, uh, um, uh, thank you for coming into this meeting. Now, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we, we've got s- several things that we have to bring up in, in this meeting. All right, sir. The lady in the canteen, uh, our new arrival... I believe... Oh, well, yeah, the Irish tar. Yes, yeah. I believe you did make reference of that Irish heritage, uh, whilst also pointing out of uh, uh, ample uh, uh, parts of her frame. What, she's got lovely emerald oils? Yes, we understand that, Dan, but... I, I, and I like a laugh as much as the next man. Please believe me right now, Stan, but, but there's... Well, the next man's Jack. I don't think you like a laugh as much as he does. <laughs> I don't laugh like that. But what... I don't think anyone does. But, 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 Mr... but Stan, we are, we are trying to... This is 1971, for goodness sake. We have to be a bit more modern. Oh, come on. Can't you have a bit of a laugh? Yes, we, I, I, I like a laugh as much as the next man, unless that man is Jack. <laughs> but what you have to understand... What you have to understand, Stan is that you can't grab women whilst they are providing a service. Look, I've been doing that for the last 50 years and I'm not changing any time now. Last 50... Stan, you should have been claiming your state pension for at least 25 years at this point. No um, no, no other decision but dismissal. <laughs> yeah, I love that as well. Out of everyone that's crowded around seeing the new women drivers. Women drivers. Women drivers. The only one that's happy about it, truly, really ridiculously happy about it, is Blakey, the feminist icon. Because yeah. he finally, his plan is coming to, to like fruition. He's like, finally, the ladies are here. I would like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Oh, I have to say... <laughs> at, the, at the latest Green Party meeting, I put forth <laughs> public transportation is a vital component in this increasingly fossil fuel obsessed world. Anyway, it's time for a discussion around the dinner table between Arthur, Olive, and Stan, and they all come to the realization that Olive could work in the canteen and earn some more bob so oh. they could afford the washing machine. It's the a washing machine is essential white goods, essentially. It's a linchpin. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there, the washing actually is... There's what one... is the modern-day equivalent of the washing machine? What would it be if Flat it was screen telly. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? It's pricey. I had to buy a new, had to buy a new one. I forgot what that. Oh, washing machines are still expensive. Yeah, I agree with you there. But you kind of inherit, like, three generations of yes. washing machines. Yeah, you sort of move in and there's already one there. Yeah, yeah. If it's not, you are fucked but at, yeah. this, at this bit though to give the film any little <laughs> bit of credit not really not very much but it's kind of it's this man who's got a sort of a fairly low paying rent a uh, job he's living at home he's never settled down it's, but his work is sort of work banter with his best mate is like his one little bit of happiness yeah there is there is there is a Ken Loach uh, working class version of this the there's angry, a gritty Indian there's the angry yeah. young man yeah. version of this which which it came out this time and like the just those facts of life are just facts of life. They're not hammered home. It's not like they're looking to the camera and going, we will never afford a washing machine. And like really plaintive music playing <laughs> in the background. in the catalogue as well, so it's weekly payments. It's just, it's, just, it's just a reflection of what the majority of people in this country probably were like. You would have a lodger and you would only yeah, have yeah, you know, a lodger yeah. that you're charging two pounds a week. And then I'm not sure if I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's look at something that I think we haven't really discussed yet or we haven't really put up on. Olive as a character, is treated like shit. Yes. Throughout the entire as film. As a person, she's treated like shit. Like, literally, the, the men around the table agree that she should take the job in the she, canteen, and she's up for that. 
But then they both agree simultaneously that she'll be shit at it. And tell that to her face. And, yeah, they <laughs> and are already ugly. dismissing her before she's even applied. She's ugly, she's useless, she can't do anything, but we need your money, so, you know. It's amazing this woman's got any self-esteem whatsoever. She doesn't. No, she does kind of. That's the thing. She's she's a very cheerful person yeah, pretty she's, much throughout. She's somehow ridiculously happy with certain elements of her life, despite it being all fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Her husband despises her. Her brother treats her like shit. Her mum's not a big fan. She her still just kind of is, is indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, love. That's, that's basically what all, my, all the mum's saying to yeah. uh, Stan. Ah, love. Anyway, she takes over the canteen and proves to be a disaster. This is such a 70s thing as well. Like she doesn't. It's like it's an electric oven and she doesn't know the difference. Yeah, and she's yeah, burnt yeah. the wrong end and the pan's gone through and it's bright red. And, and of course, Stan has to touch it and go, Oh, oh. classic. It's hot yeah. and I have to put my hands under my arm. The amazing over-exaggeration of the heat of it. To give it a credit, physical comedy has got it down. She gets a finally her full week's pay package, which is the first time she's ever done it. It's two pounds and seventy three. It should be a proud moment for the family, and her husband just dismisses it like it's fucking nothing. I'm going to the pub. Like, so it's like, oh yes, very well, good luck, good I'll darling. I'm going to sit here and watch the telly. I'll spend this at the horse. He's so repressed as a man, Arthur. He's and this is pre-minimum wage, so fuck knows what they were yeah, getting paid. Yeah. Basically, for me, fuck Stan, fuck Jack, fuck every other character. It's all about Arthur and Olive. They're, and they're, Blakey. Their entire relationship... Yeah, Blakey, obviously, the feminist icon. But <laughs> Arthur and Olive's relationship is a fascinating thing that he's barely even touched upon half the time. There is, there is an angry play... Of that oh, relationship man. to be so, played out. There's, like, you could do a version of that at the old rep in Birmingham and get a lot, <laughs> a lot of middle class people to go, yeah, it's very, very, so, very true to life. So like, you're, saying, sorry, you're saying that Blakey's a fe- um, you know, feminist icon. I yeah. kind of wanted to have a bunch of bracelets with what would Blakey do? Gurning face. Right. And Blake, we, ladies and gentlemen, merchandising opportunity. Blakey, Blakey done in those Barack Obama hope yes. post designs. <laughs> yes. We're just... <laughs> Just underneath the words, I'll get you, but just no, 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 just. That's our first shirt. You put that shirt on, you walk around, the amount of people just go, Why have you got Hitler on your shirt? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Savile. So Arthur continues to be unsupportive to Olive. The very next scene, Olive is getting dropped off at family planning to go and pick up her uh, pills. And the doctor's saying, you can escape this, you know. I can help you. <laughs> I know a man in Zurich. I'll get you a new face. Here's how bleak it is, though. No one is celebrating the baby almost instantly. No. no. Instead, the first thought is, oh, my God, you have to quit your canteen job. We're going to lose the money. Yeah. Anyway, the story continues. Stan, 54. This, that's the thing. The story... Like, there is no narrative thrust to this film whatsoever. Oh, it keeps like, jumping back and forth. Like, in many so ways, the plots are, like, resolved within ten minutes, but then the, then the plot <clears throat> exists again. This is what I'm saying. It's Rem- like... It's like a long, length-out version of the sitcom. Well, it's like they put a series of storylines from the sitcom and just sort of placed Yeah. But, but not even, like, well... Pl- like, the thing about a lot of great sitcoms, uh, they can be really well plotted. Like, you know, Arrested Development has an amazing plot. Not from Series 4. We don't um, talk about Series 4. We don't talk about Series 4. Blackadder, great plot. Hello, hello, great plot. And there was a bit of repetition in there, but there were great little stories within. Like, you've got a good yeah, yeah. yarn. 
There is no, <clears throat> there is no narrative to this. There's nothing that's like I have to find out what happens it's, next. It's like there's three writers. They've all written their bit. Yeah, half an hour each, or whatever. Is you know, and then and just, it's a really rough first go. draft. <laughs> yeah, three yeah, yeah. different rough first drafts, yeah. and the, and no one's not tried to tie them in together. They've just like they've like taken the page, page one, page one, page one, page, one, yeah. page two, <laughs> page two, page two, page three. So by this point, we're about thirty-five minutes in. Oh, uh, they're massive sex pests. Uh, Ollie's pregnant. And women drivers. Women, women drivers. drivers. Yeah. Anyway, stack, uh, stack, stack, stack. stack, stack she was that. stacked. I'll tell you that much. Oh, not half. <laughs> Stan, fifty-four. No, I'm thinking about sixty-seven at this point. <laughs> and Jack continues to belittle the women drivers. Women drivers. Women drivers. Until they gain some revenge by piping the air hose up Stan's trousers. Now again, is this like in the audience, in the audience is this like a, it's one of those ones where they always go yeah, we could say, you know, call him Chalky and he'd call us Milky. It was okay because yeah, everyone this is, this did. Is yeah, it's like, like, yeah. do not make we, we abused them for 93 minutes of this film and they got their own back for a minute and a half. <laughs> they got their share. It's just the, the one thing that gets me about that scene is the, the length of girling the Varney's going up. Yeah, he has to go quite like, a while. It's some air up your leg. Yeah. Not like you've just been... But again, this man has probably never felt anything on his testicles before in his life. Stop, stop to test this, I'm going to get a hoover. <laughs> no, 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 suck it, I want a hair going on. Remember, why did they put the pipe up him? Because, like, they blocked off the woman's... Yeah, yeah. They it was they, such yeah, in... A, like, they, 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 they parked six. the car. They yeah. parked the car in front of her get-out from her cabin. So she couldn't get out of the cab. So she had to climb out through a window. And they just sat there laughing and jeering and mocking her underwear that yeah. was on display. You saw, saw a slightly larger lady's pants. It wasn't the small I don't think... I think oh, it, yeah, it yeah. was actually the skinny one. The, the one that, it was no, the skinny okay. one, yeah. but it was... Her, but then the other large one, ones come along and help. There we go, 34 minutes. This is where I checked out. That's the running thing. When does Michael check out? Give it a jingle. Mike checks out. <laughs> See you, lads. <laughs> At this point, I'm just googling stuff. <laughs> anyway, 27 minutes in, we are introduced to a new character, a, a buxom Irish last. Buxom again. I have to say this now, like as a straight white male, uh, cisgendered, all that stuff. I'm not able to be like this. This era of offence is very hard to get offended. But the name Lorca Mullen would suggest I'm a man of Irish heritage. I find this offensive. <laughs> the most overly Irish character I've She's ever seen. She's consistently cross. Oh, Jesus, Mary, Mother of Jaws. It's Jesus and the lambs and the mother, the father. Yeah. And me, the Pope, have her oh, holy uh, acrimony over my soul. I don't think it's I think she's wearing green in it as well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think this is hard. But here's the thing she gets into a sexist, sordid jade because Jack. And Stan, 54. No, he's about 72. They decide to give her what is called the squeeze test. Oh. And if that isn't something to go to HR with, I don't know what the okay. fuck is. Stan, Jack, this is the uh, second time I've brought you in today. Now, I understand this thing that you've called the squeeze test. Oh, a good bit of fun, that is. Great laugh. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is not in regards to dealing with any fruit in a supermarket, I would uh, assume. No, it's all about the lexus, isn't it? About hey, the crumpet. May I ask you this, Stan? If a woman were to come to you and grab your testicles, what? how would you feel? Intrigued. <laughs> I mean, we had to take you down to the doctor's hall earlier for, what was this, <clears throat> uh, blown nuts. <laughs> Very medical term there. 
the squeeze test. That is fucking awful. Now, Stan, I enjoy uh, sexual harassment as much as the next man. <laughs> but you have to understand that you can only do this once or twice a week tops. I'm getting in trouble now. And also, they approve of this woman in the workplace because she's cooking. Yes. <laughs> That's acceptable. She's cooking and she's not got her hands on a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, her reaction to this Loves sort of basically offensive calling them cheeky devils. Oh, you're the worst, aren't you? Cheeky devils, yeah. I just, I'm curious, like, these actresses and women in this era, what were their actual reactions? Like, did they have to, like, I don't, like, what in reality when this is happening in the workplace is happening? Are they having to, like, do a version of that face, but in reality, like... But grimacing underneath. Yeah. Or are they just, or do they just literally ignore? It's like... Like, they kind of black out. Like, oh, is she passing the squeeze test? And she's just got to have, like, a, a blank face, like Mona Lisa, and you can interpret it as you wish. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I love the idea of, like, when they're rehearsing and they're just going through the script, and they go, oh, and now you've got to grab my breasts. Come on, then. But that's but then you listen to some of the people who were acting around that time. They, they say it was just part of the job. Yeah. And do you think? And then like, and then do you think like after a moment's reflection, they just suddenly go, "He sexually assaulted me." <laughs> Hence, why it's taken years for some people to come to the truth. The statute of limitation. <laughs> anyway, it was, part, it was the part of it's a comedy. But my grandparents would laugh at this because it's, it's a comedy. It's hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. It's like you see the footage of Jimmy Savile just grabbing 15-year-olds on telly. It's the brazenness oh, that I gets go, me. I could go into that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredible book. If we can, find a, Jimmy, if we can find a Jimmy Savile one movie, we'll There's got to be a documentary about him in the 70s. Uh, and saying what a hero he was sort of thing. We anyway, could review that. Once again, Stan, 54. No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed the bus away from the stop like a twat again. <laughs> Surely someone would report him at this point in order to get some washing out into the local laundrette because he can now no longer afford the washing machine. While Jack gets another chance to slurp on his bored housewife's lover's shoulder. I do love this grapefruit. <laughs> well, you've got a great neck bone. <laughs> do you want to see my... Va- no, I oh. bloody well don't. Keep them on. I just want to suck your shoulder. <laughs> it's like my most, fetish. I do not expect to be judged. The most niche foreplay. <laughs> got a very wet shoulder can you grab a towel or something uh, Jack uh, thank you for coming to this uh, meeting now I must be honest with you I, it's not as bad as I expected but we have had quite a few complaints of uh, the clippies having trouble carrying their clippers because their shoulders are in a poor condition right now They're just sliding off constantly yeah yes you need to you really need to you, at the very least bring a tissue with you so that after you've done your work <laughs> The your co-worker can clean up and be ready for work. I'll do my work, all right. Now I I, I enjoy <laughs> shoulder sucking as much as the next man. <laughs> anyway, a hilarious misunderstanding leaves honest Blakey, the heart and soul of the film, to be attacked by two women framed for knicker snatching. Oh, oh no! Oh. One of the women we must notice is the future Pauline Beale of EastEnders. Yeah, Pauline Beale was... It's Wendy Richard, basically. Yeah, yeah, Wendy Richard. Oh, there we go. Well, this is a running theme of this podcast. When's the first time we see someone in EastEnders, Brookie, (laughs) Casualty, or Holby? Again. It is Wendy Richard. Yeah, yeah. Like like famous person, I would say, but um, there must have been one of them. They must have done... Oh, yeah. Must have done a guest run on Corrie or something like that. Everyone's done the bill. I think I would have all done Corrie at some... Although maybe not, because they're in the South. I don't know, but... um, This is just before... 
Are you being served? Yeah, of yeah. So it would have been one of her more and, and the, of course, stories. here is where uh, homophobia or uh, transphobia or any other phobias come into play because the implication oh, is the, that... Oh, uh, with the line, is he a knicker snatcher? Yes. <laughs> it could have been much worse, He's let's be fair. Is he a knicker snatcher? Oh, you know no. What? What's he wearing under that coat? It's like I, I saw him secretly want Blakey to be transgender because oh, they took another yeah. string to his boat. Yeah. Yeah. Something else oh, they could have no. supported. I mean, like, they, they, they detain him, but, oh no, but I was going to a free Nelson Mandela meeting just now. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to end apartheid. <laughs> he's just born, Blakey's just born in the wrong time. He's a, he's a great man. He does let himself down a little bit. That comes up later. Yeah, yeah we'll, no, we'll go into we'll go that a little bit. Anyway, Stan. 54. No, he's about 82. 82. He manages to convince Bridget the Irish canteen lady to come back to his place, who were, and they canoodle on the sofa as she calls out the Holy Mary's name and reveals she'll have to go to confession in the morning. Oh, this is in case you weren't sure, she's an Irish Catholic. We got that. She noticed again, again, fully clothed, fully clothed. Oh, yeah, yeah, not a single slip of clothing lost. But her shoulders were completely dry. He's got a different tactic. Yeah, Reg goes for the neck. Yeah, yeah I thought he might have been more, more of a belly button man, but maybe that was a bit too close. Oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> far too south for this to be a good film. Anyway, Bridget and Stan, fifty-four. No, he's uh, eighty-six, I think. Yeah, at this he's point, around there, he's getting yeah. up there. Yeah. They're soon interrupted by a restless Olive, allowing Bridget. I thought to you were going to say a wrestler Olive. Oh. <laughs> restless Olive. Here's, here's one thing. So Olive, she is upstairs and she's got a craving uh, for pickled onions. Oh, uh. Stan is cut a lot by his sister, essentially. Yeah, yeah. basically. Bridget decides she no longer wants to go ahead with the canoodling because that's the one that's the term I'm using for it. It's a good word. Because a pregnant woman's turned up. Alright, Jack and Stan, fifty-four. No eighty-seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're soon split up with Jack now riding with a new woman driver. Women driver. Woman driver. Oh, Singular. <laughs> Stan, fifty-four. Mm, yeah. uh, that letter from the Queen's coming for yeah. his <laughs> he has to now go, the days. <laughs> he has to now go and visit Jack's lover to find the badge from his previous visit oh yeah and here's oh, where we yeah. get this is where it's close as we get to like a confessions of a window cleaner yeah. kind of in a, farce in a matter of no time she's all over Stan 54 Oh, no, 99. And, it's not, <laughs> and it's not long before he's also having not sex with this unnamed nymphomania. She Rose can't believe hose, dude. Rose <laughs> she, before hose. She can't believe that it's not her shoulder that's going. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, maybe we might start going around the, the chest area. Here, oh no, no, no! We're not going that far, apparently. And of course, the angry husband turns up. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the husband soon comes home in a rage and also catches almost. Oh, no, sorry. Almost catches Stan, nearly 55. No, 101. Yeah, actually, leading to quite a chaotic getaway. After some wild vandalism, Stan, 54 again. No. 102 already. He's given a driving and safety test with the insurance company. This is this is the action. This is where, all the, this where all the budget this is went. fucking secret. <laughs> He's given a driving and safety test with the insurance company with Blakey delighted at the idea of soon being rid of his nemesis. Good. Finally. Well done, Blakey. We can, we can bring this company into the 20th century. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get rid of you, you sexist, racist bastard. <laughs> I have five people from Jamaica just waiting to join. <laughs> <laughs> A rather well-executed physical scene ensues with Bakey flying around the skidding bus. A true icon of comedy to be able to pull off that sort of isn't physical it, comedy. Isn't it that he accidentally like hits Greece or something? What was yeah, he, he comes flying off the bus 
and slides across the courtyard. Yeah. Um, leading to the first actually entertaining sequence of the movie, and it, it's only halfway through. <laughs> oh, God. Although, apparently, according to the Internet Movie Database, IMDB, if mm. you will, you can... Because people have actually looked at continuity errors in the film. Oh, God. Something like the... Look, we, can, we can't comment talking on a podcast, but, you know... But, yeah, you can just see, apparently, the wheels on the trolley that... On the bus go round and round and round and round. <laughs> I found my level. I was going to stab you with this pen. You can actually see the wheels of the trolley as he's flying off towards... The inspector. My idea of a great continuity error is just that they literally did with little model buses. And you can see, <laughs> you can see top of the th- finger and thumb as it's pushing it going. Yeah, and you just hear it. <laughs> instead of an actual engine, you just hear it going. <laughs> well, uh, stop. <laughs> anyway, Stan, not 32, soon plays fast and loose with the rules again, getting the depot's engineer to sort out some spring on Arthur's motorbike. Inside work hours as well, mm. and get some fa- and cash Jack- and mate, cash and handle, sort of <laughs> and get some uh, fake diversion signs knocked up so that Jack can play at the women drivers. Women drivers. Women drivers. They were doing a very good job. Which ask, begs the question: Is it because she's a woman, or because she's taking up some overtime? What's the reason? It's, but for this the is both. He doesn't like. They're taking up the uh, time, so we can't afford the washing machine because this is a film about washing machines and white goods. Mm-hmm. They're also doing a good job. They're picking up the customers. <laughs> you know, they're getting there on time. Yeah. So like they're the making idea, him look even worse. I like the idea that the washing machine is the Ark of the Covenant. It, it is. It completely <laughs> yeah, is. It's, 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 it's the it's, MacGuffin. It's the, the, the actual. <laughs> but the, it's the payoff it's at the, the end as well. There's a payoff to it at the end as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, after being yelled at for the setup by Jack, after having to go around in a circle. One woman driver, woman drivers, breaks down into tears. Yeah, from yeah, the general manager. Like this, He's yeah. emotionally shattered. Yeah, her. basically anyone with testicles in this movie is a horrible prick. And from Blakey. From Blakey. <laughs> the thing with Blakey is, yes, he's doing this amazing like work stuff, and he's introducing all these new people in. But at the same time, he calls them like stupid nits and all sorts. Oh, he calls her a bin. Yeah, but I think, I think to be fair, he uh, he's an equal opportunity offender. He will insult everyone. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's really I good. Will, he, he doesn't want to treat these women with kid gloves. He wants to treat them as human beings. <laughs> he, treat, he treats oh, them like yeah, he treats the men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't treat them worse than. No, no. <laughs> so further hijinks ensue, and Stan, he's fifty-four, you know. No, he's no. never fifty-four. He's one hundred and nine at this stage. He even unleashes a gang of spiders on one. Driver's cab, leading to yeah, that crashing and that was, injuring the, Blakey and a policeman. That was that was the most shocking. That was the like, this is the hero. This is yeah. beyond. Like, respect actually, that? no. To be fair, I will emphasize the 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 grabbing and the, and everything else is terrible. But this is like, <laughs> this is the point where you think even the audience that you're like don't agree with morally necessarily would look at and go, well, that's a bit far, you know. Yeah. That's a bit where you've taken it too far, Stan. This is where the HR man like almost raises his voice at him. Now, now, Stan, I believe that you have uh, been including uh, in, um, arachnids in the uh, driver's partition. It was all a bit of fun, sir. Yes, I, I, I enjoy uh, 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 taking advantage of people's phobias as much as the next man. <laughs> but but they, 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 they left to cobwebs, and that, and that could cause great problems with the gears. 
Here's, here's the thing, though. I'll sort those gears out. I didn't let you in, Jack, but I'm you came always, in. I'm always here, but like he's Jesus. union rep. He's got to be. Here. <laughs> I'm here to make sure everything's nice and legal. The he's... red flag flies. <laughs> <laughs> Off the workers. Four more years. Off what? <laughs> Instead of a proper investigation into what's happened, though, the matter, right? The GM rules it down to just women being women. Yeah, this is what I've got this on over here. Fucking awful! I've got this down here. There's some, you know, there's some stupid seventies bloated logic here. It's like, right, the women are doing a good job. This annoys the heroes. What do women not like? What do they not like? Fucking spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking comma spiders, and we'll get them on both counts. Now they put the spiders in. It upsets them. What do they do? Cry. You know, and you know you can't control women when they're emotional and crying. Let's put spiders in the cab and wait for this to happen. Anyway, like, we are now into the ridiculous. final third of the movie. Oh, thank God. AKA the third act, or episode three, if you will. Well, like I said, it's not, it's, it's the final third of episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. And it carried on for a long old time. <laughs> this wasn't like the end, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Stan, beyond middle age. <laughs> he's beyond age as we know it now. He's, he's living to Moses' playing. He meets, he meets another he's new there woman. staring in the mirror. Why won't I die? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he manages now to seduce a new woman driver who's a, a apparently woman. more attractive. A woman, woman. driver. A woman. <laughs> a woman driver. Is she a driver at this stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she's a driver initially, and that's what causes all the fuss. Because Jack is oh, yeah, now yeah, seen yeah, to yeah, be yeah. seen as fraternising with the enemy. Oh, yeah, and Jack goes proper like like the ugliest parts of the Trotskyist entryist <laughs> side of the Labour Party here. So, so make, sure, make sure you lick her shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> Suck her, I don't know, hair. You Blairite scum! <laughs> <laughs> Whilst writhing around at his place on the sofa, back to that sofa again, he must have special sex powers. Stan's colleagues, probably all under 54, Arrived to bully him into ending the fraternisation. Come to have a watch. It is shocking. It is proper like it's get... proper soprano stuff. Yes. <laughs> you got ten seconds, or we're gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I can't. They didn't have baseball. They say a rounders bats. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket bats. It's England. Come on. Yes. But then it just it, it made me think. Yeah, is this stands redemption? Has, has Jack has Jack performed a heel turn here? Is oh, Jack's been the heel for a long time. Just, I'm seeing this is more sort of Stan's face turn. Okay, now Jack, this is a much more serious thing we've got to talk to you about here. Um, uh, we understand that you beat uh, one of our drivers within an inch of his life. Now, I enjoy assaulting the working classes as much as the next man. For the love of God, Jack, you're a union rep. <laughs> That were my shoulders to lick. <laughs> but I think that could have been a major turning point. Like, if yeah. he had just said, no, I'm really into her, and just overcome he's the bully boy tactics. He's not into women, though. He just wants to get his leg over, but he doesn't know how. No, he's not into women. He's just into the fumble. <laughs> it's like, that was, that was like at the point where it's like, I don't know where the moral <laughs> centre of this show is, of this film is. Is Jack the hero? Is Stan the hero? Are they both villains? No, it's... Blakey's the fucking hero. Yeah. We know this. <laughs> Blakey's the hero. <laughs> Right. I like the idea that wouldn't have been amazing if they turned up and they're like we're going to beat the shit out of you not on my watch you want Blakey with the female drivers come behind him and they all beat lay him. your hands off that man <laughs> they, they've got the hose from before and they just <laughs> pull them in with who it. needs a blow <laughs> not what? that kind not oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they want that all sort of 
caught doing dirty laughs and just get the hose. My words have been turned against me. Ah, <laughs> the poetic irony. But it, it, sh- it shows that Stan, 104, <laughs> uh, it respects, uh, respects the friendship he has more than getting his leg over. Leg- <clears throat> he would rather be friends than have a <clears throat> Friends with a cunt. Yes. <laughs> 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 Jack the king of cunts he's the, he's the Begbie of this world you oh know? he's the worst anyway Stan lovely for- reference that's up. <laughs> Stan 45 no no, no, no. 54, 54 sorry. no he's 145 that's where you've gone wrong he shows off um, Olive's souped up new pram crib and potty anyway Arthur continues to be a miserable sod despite the efforts that Jack and Stan have gone to because, okay, give them their dues, at least they went out of their way to try and get a pram and potty and oh, oh, sort of that's like the Chris Rock thing of people go, I take care of my kids. You're supposed, supposed to! to. <laughs> <That motherfucker>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just before we get too sympathetic, the lads are soon drugging the women drivers' oh, team! Oh, yeah. I've got this down here. The spiders did an okay job, it didn't get rid of those pesky women. Women drivers! <laughs> Wedding drivers. drivers. Let's <laughs> laxative. So let's let's have a, let's have a brain. Literal Bill Cosby esque. <laughs> let's have a brain. Poisoning. Don't forget as well. The, the, one of the, the we missed this. I should have made a note of this at one point because we passed it. They walk in on them having their lunch and they're horrified to see them eating. <laughs> oh yeah, they're working <laughs> like cattle. Yeah. How fairness, dare you eat? In fairness, they weren't. In our vicinity. And, as well. look, what they're doing to that food is not as bad as what Jackie's doing to shoulders. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All people's teas, apparently. People. It's a similar approach, though. And, then, and, then, and also, the food they're eating are like, it's like it's just peas, pie, it's, just it's peas like vegetables. Mash. It's not like. What this basically does, the drug forces, because it's uh, Olive's uh, urination tablets, but it's basically essentially, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, so it it's, it's, forces, it's basically it's a laxative. Yeah, yeah. It's a pissing laxative. It builds up the water within the body so you constantly needing the toilet and they give some to Blakey as well because oh, no. of course they do he's, well, he's, the, the, he's, the, he's the villain he's, so. yeah so it forces all these women drivers to urge women them. drivers women drivers women drivers although with Blakey though it proves that again he's naive but nice because he's having a cup of tea he's, he's sipping it it's like oh this tastes different and he carries on drinking it. Oh, yeah, it's 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 treated as a proper, it is treated as a proper, I'm extending the olive branch to you. And these people are so forgiving. Like, if they'd have made any kind of gesture <coughs> towards uh, Blake, you know, uh, Blakey and, and uh, Stan and Jack in this are like the Republicans. Like, you may have to make every concession to them, but they will not make a concession yes. in return. Yes. Yeah. And it's just utterly... Oh. We have now hello again. These are our, these are our heroes. Yes, yes. These, are, <laughs> these are the antagonists. This though sets up what I'm sure is a staple of British comedy films during that era, and I am proud, so honoured to be able to declare that this is the first film on Best of Worst of British to feature a religious official being shocked <laughs> as a vicar is gobsmacked by the driver of his bus. Pissing in some bushes, and also like, a police officer with a with a large helmet. <laughs> you know, large helmet, be, be very, be very officious. But I think I think as time goes on, the more sort of comedy staple films that we do, we're going to see more religious officials being shot by something. I think that should be something we keep an eye out for. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so again. I don't know. So, we should have uh, had a timestamp for that as well. <laughs> so it's people who've been in Corrie and uh, it's religious <laughs> officials. Yeah, sorry, champion. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got a note there. Olive does a baby. 
Olive does a baby. Yeah. Olive, Olive did a baby, didn't Olive, Olive does some drummer bass. Olive, 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 Olive does a baby. Uh, yeah, Jack gets it was on. Another of Jack's misleading signs sends a woman driver onto a Women drivers? Drive. Women drivers. Women drivers. Bloody women drivers not being able to tell the fake signs on the real ones. I'll tell you what, a woman driver wouldn't drive a pregnant woman to the bloody hospital, would that she? Right, she wouldn't. No, she'd get an ambulance instead. <laughs> oh, there's no phones at the 70s. That's a very good point. Mm. She <laughs> drives to the nearest phone booth. Anyway, we might as well go to the hospital, it's on the way. <laughs> Jack's up to his old tricks with his misleading signs like a prick. And it forces the uh, the woman driver to go out into the motorway. Women drivers. Women drivers. Women drivers. Leading hero Blakey to have another run-in with the law. Yes. Forcing the bus full of passengers north at the M1 for 20 miles. Mm. Seriously, Jack is a total knob, isn't he? He's a, he's a criminal. <laughs> he's a sex pest. If, if he was brought to justice for every offence he's committed on this show, this, he would be in prison till the day he dies. This is why he's in the union. He's playing the system. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not, I, 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 to be honest, I'm starting to think Thatcher was right. We needed to smash these unions <laughs> if they were protecting people hey, like Jack. Like him that corrupted them. I'm all right, Jack. That was the mentality. <laughs> no, Jack is not all right. <laughs> if he's not harassing women in some way, he's threatening violence or malice to anyone that's on their side. <laughs> it's so suspect. He's the Tony Soprano of the uh, 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 of the home counties. <laughs> this is all a front. This whole thing was a front. Yeah. Anyway, Stan, did I mention he was fifty four? No, he's not. He's... No, he's he was born in the year fifty four. He's now just <laughs> BC. He's now just some, he's now just some dust. <laughs> He discovers that Sally, the woman driver... Women drivers! Woman driver! He tried it on with earlier in the film. <laughs> oh, is now yeah, yeah. the conductor. Oh, yeah. That's, she's she's, she's learned her place. She's a clipping. She's found her place. Meaning that she's now fair game in his and Jack's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't Jack a, a pot appalled at this, though? Because now there's... No, no, no. Jack's in... He, he's... Fully approving of this. Women clippies. Because now she's crumpet, isn't she? <laughs> oh yeah, because they were treating her with such reverence before. <laughs> they... Oh no, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't yeah. step over those boundaries. They're having to have women clippies because you see them throughout the film. Like even at the start, the yeah, woman yeah. that's getting harassed by them is a woman clippy. Six but to in. have a woman driver, a woman driver, women drivers. It's just absurd to them, which is madness. Anyway. Stan then, 54, remember? No. No. He decides to go around to Sally's house and attempt to woo her with flowers. I discover that Jack's already there, half naked. Rose before hoes. Well, I guess this was before the term bro- hose was there. Uh, so if he'd have gone, nah, come on, brothers before prostitutes, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I don't follow that edict at all. <laughs> but it's just, what really gets me is the grin that he has on his face like as he draws the curtains, like he's a serial killer that's just found his next victim. <laughs> you will never see her again. <laughs> her shoulders are going to be soaking. <laughs> anyway, Blakey soon caves into the pressure of his underlings because he has to. I know we're unbeaten, but I will be back to fight this. The line of history is long, but it bends towards justice. We will get there one day. <laughs> and he, he sadly has We to... as a people will get to the promised land. <laughs> of the revolution. <laughs> this brings an end to the women drivers. The women, women drivers. drivers. The women drivers. Dropping the women drivers leads to much celebration from women Jack. Drivers. Women drivers. From Jack, Stan, who's closer to retirement than he may like. He's, he's gone beyond retirement. He's back to a child inside. <laughs> and he, has, he has done the loop of the space-time continuum. He has survived the Big Bang and the Big Crunch. 
He's now. <laughs> anyway, he's the star child in 2001 A Space Odyssey. He's the concept. <laughs> I, I missed that credit sequence, Star Child Red Rani. Stan, Jack, and but, the other celebrators, all the other horrible bastards in the canteen. But Blakey has an idea. It's uh, not long, however, before the truly great Blakey is given the promotion he sorely deserves absolutely. to Chief Inspector. Gentlemen, to Chief Inspector. Long time coming. And yet instantly mocked. Because he's got a different hat. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he has an ace up his sleeve. He has decided now to hire the women drivers. Women drivers? Women drivers? As women inspectors! Women inspectors! No, no, women inspectors! Women inspectors! Well, I won't stand for this. Okay. We've been the women inspectors around here and we will not allow the woman inspector <laughs> to become the, ob- the subject of this sentence and not the object. Blakey's army, as I've decided to call them, soon enforced their well-deserved authority by separating the pricks Jack and Stan. 54 candles on his cake last year. <laughs> Only for Stan, 54, don't, but don't tell his hair, <laughs> to end up with a young, attractive and perky conductor... To oh, abuse yeah. and victimise. Absolutely delighted to be working with him. <laughs> joy upon she's, joy. Yeah, she loves it. As she, she, as she, she beckons him out, yeah. she's winking. She's the equivalent of 1971 sexting is what's going on right there. The problem here is, she looks a very young girl. Yes. He's old enough yeah. to be her ancestor. She does look early, yeah. early 20s. Oh, it is younger very than kindly, that. Yeah. So he's 54 plus whatever <laughs> oh, we've run out of that joke. Yeah, <laughs> once he got to he's just a concept <laughs> he is quite literally old enough to be a granddad I've done the maths and there you have it an hour and 25 minutes of misogyny is this is this a fully happy ending because Jack isn't happy so was Jack the villain yeah Jack but then does Jack Blake, come up as Blakey is happier in this moment than although Blakey they do get like a poster hit them on the it's head bit, and but he gets that air of superiority he's able to keep the women in employment Blake so again does this, film, does this film know that Blakey's the hero well, Blakey's come out on top Jack, this is a film with many layers Jack, <laughs> Stan being sort of the middleman, sort of the ego between the id of Jack oh. and the super ego of Blakey he sort of balances it out he he's gets, ambivalent he no longer works with his mate he's not earning as much but he's got a perky he's, he's, he's saying the Blakey and Jack are the yin and yang of this universe yeah. and Jack gets to basically never work with Stan again until the sequel <laughs> is this one it's always funny when we see about these the, the, the sitcom films are always kind of slightly out of the continuity I don't know if it's mm. I don't know if when this follows up if Olive has still got a kid and when the next series starts I don't know yeah does it really follow in like yeah. like with the Simpsons movie yeah like the best yeah. example I can get like Spider Pig occasionally pops up yeah so it's yeah to that end but anyway that is on the buses <sighs> and it is just an hour and 25 minutes it's, 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 a, a, fasc- it's, it's yeah. a fascinating film the women are now inspectors so yay equality was my note <laughs> yay equality it's, yay equality it's a film that I would <coughs> put in a bin I wouldn't say it's yeah. good in the slightest but it wasn't it's bad it was a bad sitcom I watched one episode of the sitcom there was even less plot they, like, they dragged that out the half hour felt dragged out even longer than the 90 minutes of this film <laughs> But it's fascinating to watch as a time capsule. I would recommend people, like people who, as I said, people who are confused by the Brexit result. They don't think they understand a part of Britain. 
this film kind of reflects it. It reflects where we came from. It reflects what the world looked like, what Britain looked like at that time. There's almost a documentary feel to it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, uh, to be fair, like there are next to no black or Asian faces, and by 1971, there's plenty of those around. Oh yeah, there's absolutely zero of them in this film. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the most white. So maybe so maybe it's not like fully uh, 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 integrated as much as maybe Blakey in the script stage was going. Oh, I think we should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it, just things, the staff shortage, and it's that. There's example what we've been saying about Brexit. The reason that we yeah, have yeah, yeah. foreign nurses is because we don't have the staff here to take them on yep, and, and, and the, the, the belligerent people that will have none of it are basically shooting themselves in the foot <laughs> to do it and like I said sexual harassment it's, it's all there and, and, and particularly the way that the women are being uh, projected the actresses are expected to be happy and utterly delighted that these dirty dirty middle aged men are feeling them up yeah. it's like, if you want to see why we are where we are, this is the thing to watch. <laughs> How far we've come. This is what our parents enough. were brought up on and what we've subliminally been brought up on. Oh, yeah. Combining yeah. that with, like, the lad culture of the 90s, which was in many ways, like, a nostalgic reaction to this. Mm. Like, I would say to people, at least watch maybe the first 20 minutes. It's a drag after a while. It just repeats itself. Oh, it, it, it's so convoluted. The plot but like I said, several I've minutes. shown the first 10 minutes to at least four or five <clears> different <throat> friends, and they've all had a huge laugh. And then when it like gets to the point that you're, you know, you, you, you tap out, you know, yeah. you drop out, <laughs> maybe a bit before then, it's worth watching. So was it perhaps better as a sitcom because you only had that 20 minute, 22 minute I imagine maybe it was. There's, there's, there's yeah. very, very few Rather good films the, that go from sitcoms. So, but, was, but to be fair, the, the sitcom will be like eight hours of it over the true, course of the true. series. Yeah. It's just a case of you don't have to but watch the whole a, sitcom it, in it's, a row. It's clearly a poorly written show, and a poorly written show is not going to be made into a good film. Well written shows like Porridge and The Likely Lads didn't become great films, particularly depending on where you, you know. I'm sure there's some different, but no one's no one's saying Dad's Army the movie or Porridge the movie are like classics of British cinema, whereas we would say Porridge and Dad's Army are maybe two of the greatest British shows ever. No one's really saying about on the buses anymore. Again, Porridge, though, really sexist. Yeah. Really sexist. Yeah, but... But, but the, there weren't the, the, really they, many women characters in the entire thing. But, but put it but this way... The doting wife's supposed to wait for him while he's in prison. The yeah. daughter comes in a few times, she's not wearing a bra, and all the lads are perving yeah, over it. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's... In t- I don't know. We, 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 I think this, it was a sign of time. This is impor- yeah, but this is Porridge. This no. is On the Buses. Porridge will be next series. But this is what's fascinating. On the Buses was more popular than any of those shows. More po- This film was the biggest box office hit in Britain in 1971. And in 1971, these films came out. Diamonds Are Forever, the last Sean Connery Bond film. French Connection, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. There were tons of like classic. I think one of the Planet of the Apes films would have been out around that time, you know. It's... But then, like you say, it hasn't had the longevity that stuff like yeah. Porridge and Dad's Army have had. So, is it a question of was it very much of that period and time? Yeah, absolutely. But that's why I think it's quite interesting to watch. It's a bubble. Yeah, yeah. it's a bubble. It's like it's like why it's so great to watch those Seven Up documentaries. Yeah, because you 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 know it's an entirely different kind of way. To be honest, the Seven Up, like the way that they portray the working class in that, is a bit condescending because the director is very middle class and he was very like middle class lefty, going to make look a at social look statement. At the urchins, look at and them. then and the, which they called him out on in, in several instances on the show. So like it's 
I, I would recommend watching the Up documentaries before on the buses, but this is a bad movie, but it's a bad movie worth watching because you might also laugh at it. Like I said, it's one of the few bad comedy movies you will laugh at. Oh, I laugh the yeah. You will laugh uproariously, <laughs> but in it's a laugh of incredulity. I didn't so much laugh as I just went, oh, no. You didn't laugh. You, I, you I, honestly I, didn't laugh. I don't think I actually Maybe, maybe when you were watching it on your own, maybe it helps to watch with other people. I took it for what it was. you got to take it We were having a lot of laughs talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't watch it on your own. You might just get despair for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> you just wish that Blakey would get the comeuppance. Also, don't... No, watch... no, no, come up. no, 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 not the comeuppance, <laughs> but he would be, like, truly on top. I said, don't watch it in a travelogue like I did. <laughs> oh, that is. That was right. So, so let's all... That was a right, So, <laughs> first thing we need to do is How to say something that we enjoyed from the film. I uh, went last last time, so I'll be first. Jumping straight in. So, so I am going to claim the theme tune. The theme tune is a good little jaunty it's theme tune. It's such a jaunty theme And it's yeah. played again at the end credits yeah. as well. Oh, it's a good life on the bus. Yeah, I have no idea who actually sings it all. It's a lovely little on. skiffle tune. But it's just, it's just nice, light-hearted, yeah. and it fits the theme. Bit of banjo going on. You know, yes. a bit of George Formby. Yeah, sets up the tone for the show, which then goes darker than we ever wanted. <laughs> so I'm claiming the theme tune. The theme tune's uh, good. Okay, Michael? I genuinely didn't mind it as a whole, but you take it for what it is. It's got a horribly offensive, blah, blah, blah. But take it for what it is. So and there's, and there's, some, there's some nice physical comedy moments in this one. Well. <clears throat> okay, you're going to claim the physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's some nice bits. Like yeah. the final bit where the, where the the sign's coming down, they all fall out. It's, it's I will nice... say this, there's characterisation. These are yeah. characters. It's the last half. film that we saw Revolver, oh, they're just cyphers. It's an There's an no half. character. It's yeah. an hour and a half. You know their lives. And the re- you can understand why it's a hit sitcom because people still, t- obviously people still talk about Blakey. Especially and, on podcasts. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to say that one sequence with the uh, the insurance right. testing. Also, just Blakey I, as well. I, Blakey I, himself is the, the best Yeah, Blakey's physical comedy in the, that bus scene is brilliant. It's some of the finest like, it's not like, slapstick it's physical... Not like, it's not like Jack Tati or something like that. But for a yeah. film that, the way it is... He probably he, had one take to get it done in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was... You know, he, he went around quite well. I found that mildly entertaining. The effects budget is 20 so, quid. Yeah. So we say something that we like about the film. How could we make the whole thing better? You could make it like a proper Ken Loachian working oh, class. Yeah. Like like a true reflection Gritty. of society. Yeah. Like there's a Kess version of this that you could make. Where, you know, and the, and the union disputes and everything. And, and make Blakey like a an actual sort of right wing you know tyrant. you can see the Ken Loach version of this I want to bring up the, the Olive and Arthur relationship that is that is a story in itself that's a kitchen sink yeah. drama right yeah that there. is like the love and hatred within that a marriage that's a, that's a John Osborne play yeah. ends in a stabbing <laughs> Olive winning hey you don't watch that watch this so don't watch that watch this every time we do this we recommend a film you should watch instead of the one we've been reviewing and this one I've suggested that we should take a another sitcom that's been adapted into a film. Bit more of a loose adaptation. This one's completely different in tone from On the Buses. It's very hard to find a good adaptation. Oh yeah, we, we did struggle with yeah. that. But, um, the, the in between us is a real debating point for us. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we've almost come to fisticuffs over yeah. the in between us. But the movie we're going to go with is uh, In the Loop, yeah. the thick of its adaptation. It's um, not like, it's not in, again, like, I'm not sure about it on the buses. It's not in the continuity, but it is in the same. It's, it's, Malcolm Tucker's there. The, the only continuity between the two is like, the, the, well, the two, there's 
similar Chris styles. Chris Alliston, he's got the same job, essentially. No, 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 it's a different character. He is meant to be a different character. He's, given, he's called Ollie, but he's the different... Yeah. Like, the same name, person. it's the same character traits. No, 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 it's a, it's, it's a different name. Every character in the film uh, is different apart from Malcolm Tucker. Well, I've learned he something new. He is solo linchpin because you can't do different from Malcolm Tucker. But I think we can claim it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're it's still having it. It's the Malcolm Tucker movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Tucker versus Tony Soprano. Which it was, was either, like, the, it was either this, this or the Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. It was either this or the Bad Education movie. So I think we've done quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I think uh, also just as a weird thing, like I said, this, this, this does uh, portray a working class that we don't see anymore. And maybe it's because of Blairite governments that speak for the working class that ultimately ignore them and go off and set up stupid wars that lead to Brexit. <laughs> you know. There you go, yeah. there's some politics in. There's, a, the link. there's yeah, a link. Yeah, yeah. There's your politics, people. Um, I think that's it. Do you agree, Jeremy? Yep, so for our next episode, Michael, do you want to tell uh, us what we we'll are doing? We are doing Diana. Yep. I have no idea what it is, who <laughs> well, is in it, the cast, anything about it. But yeah. what, do, what do you think a film called Diana could be about? Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. Without a question. giant lady without, dog. Without question, sci-fi. Some would say a conspiracy thriller. Swish. Oh, it's going to be fucking terrible. I do like the fact that if you genuinely don't know what Diana is, no idea. I'm looking forward to your uh, summary of it then. So, yeah, thank you very much for um, listening in and let us know as a group, as a podcast. We are Boob Pod. On the Twitter. It's fun we to are... say, isn't it? It really is. Bob, 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 Bob. It can't be the palindrome. <laughs> it's lovely. You can also find us, Best of Worst of British, on the Facebook. Mm. Not the Best of Worst of British, Michael. No, because that would be the wrong thing. That would be the wrong thing, yes. <laughs> you can find myself personally on uh, the old Twitter. I am... Street corners. <laughs> I know. Ducking Duck and diving from the cool kids. Waiting for clippies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me on the old Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all under the same name, Tom Hodkinson. Um, or Tom with an H, because I don't like to hide away from this sort of thing. And you can find me, me, uh, Michael Bell, uh, on the Twitter, at MichaelBell86, and uh, Instagram, it is at Moon on a Stick. And also me and Tom, we run several gigs a month here in Birmingham and Sutton Coalfield, and our double act is the Kamikaze Club. Go there for all the information and details. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, mm. the moon. Yep, my name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple, N for Norman. That's my Twitter handle, my Instagram account, my Facebook account. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of there, that's my email address. If you want to read about a lifetime spent watching blokes rolling around in a ring... And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> the book that my friend once said... Read so much like a gay coming out book <laughs> with no gay sex whatsoever. <laughs> then, by all means, get yourself a copy of my ebook, Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan. Uh, and that's been all of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, Join us next week. We will have merch eventually, and boy, the plugs you'll get at that. <laughs> Go to our store. We need help. We have help. an Etsy. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to become those people. Aren't we? Yes, you will. Finally, we'll do some admin. We've got to do, got to do something off the back of. Women drivers! Women, Women drivers! drivers. Oh, won't allow it. We lost it at the end. Uh, <laughs> um, We'd had the harmony for so long. We did. Uh, well, yeah, that has been uh, a podcast about On the Buses, a film that was made with the labour of love with 
people that actually have the, the vision and drive to go out and actually turn a sitcom idea into a full feature-length film, which was insanely popular in cinemas at the time. This week, it took me four attempts to get some chili con carne in my mouth. Where were you putting it? 